add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare Looking after you always Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, on this week's show, I have to admit, I'm pretty excited. It's one of my favourite ever episodes and she is back to discuss all things health and weight loss and how to build a resilient plan that helps you to get back on track if you happen to fall off the wagon, like so many people have over the course of the last year and a half. Trisha Lewis, author of Trisha's Transformation, is back to discuss this with me. She's a brand new book, Trisha's 21 Day Reset, which aims to help readers get back on their weight loss journey without the need for constant deprivation and self-punishment. It's going to be absolutely fascinating. As ever, Trisha, welcome back to the show. How's it going? Oh my God, it's amazing. And it's actually amazing to be back on. I'm like, yay! It's about two <laughs> and a half years since we uh, chatted originally, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it was my first ever podcast that I did. And it was it kind of was the gateway to so many different things. I remember just the excitement of even going up to Dublin. I still feel it. I'm like, yay. I, re- I remember you because I met you at a wedding. And I remember you coming into the studio and you were so nervous coming in because it was just, it was, and it was great. It was a very powerful uh, episode and people already associated with it. For those who haven't listened and don't follow you on Instagram, I know your Instagram is huge, nearly 200,000 now, which is incredible. Just remind us a little bit about yourself and I suppose yeah. your why is the best way to, to put that, uh, to tell our listeners who haven't listened to you before. Yeah, so my own name is Trisha Lewis and I'm from County Limerick. Um, I'm a qualified chef, which changed. Um, I'm 32 years of age and I suppose my why is, there's two whys. One is to be happy and one is to be healthy. Um, so at my worst, I tipped the scales at 27 stone. And at that stage, I didn't really have much going from, not going for me. I was very successful in my career, but my private life was incredibly at rock bottom. Um, I didn't want to be around anymore. I... I was barely around anymore. I was smoking heavily, no routine. And I just had no, um, I had no motivation to be the person I suppose I could have been. So from there, um, it was a good maybe two, three years of really, really, I suppose I would have always been very bubbly, always had great crack of eight sisters. We've always really got on really well. But then I found in 2016 and 2017, uh, that's when I just didn't find laughter and things anymore. And I kind of just absolutely hated every single moment of those years and I suppose it led to me calling the Samaritans and me just really not wanting to be around anymore but I suppose I also had the fear that I wasn't going to wake up either because at that stage my mental and my physical health had took a hammering. Now thankfully um, I'm still here and I'm flying through it and I suppose I started a journey in 2018 and I thought I was going to be fixed in nine months. I was like that's it I'm done. I'm like a newborn child let me out let me out and I've realized along the way that I suppose I will battle this for the rest of my life. So thankfully, I've got the crack back and a bit of laughter back. And I've realized that I can do this in my way. And my way is sometimes just smiling about it and just moving along with it. And that's where I am now. I'm back sitting with you, checking away. And I suppose the main thing that I can say is I'm happy. And every day I'm happy. And yes, I need to lose more weight, but that can be fine. I'll get there as long as I keep my head as, as right as I can while getting my body to catch up. 
That's a far deeper answer than I expected. I have to <laughs> hand it to you. I was I not really because the last time we were chatting and people, you know, if people didn't hear it, it was all about the weight loss target, the weight loss journey. Uh, it was a hundred pounds of weight loss is what you want to lose, and that was all encompassing. Uh, and there was a there was an energy about you and a, a hyperness about you, if I can be honest with you, yeah. trying to lose that weight. And it was one of the concerns I had when we chatted was, you know, what if it doesn't work out? What if it doesn't happen? And so on and so forth. And there is a, a, a this is already a far more wholesome conversation because uh, there, there, you know, weight loss is, is one thing. But I suppose for anyone listening in who wants to make a change in their life, whether it's weight loss or weight gain or fitness or whatever, there is a trigger point and a trigger moment for making that decision. And that is a really important thing. And for your own journey, there was a trigger moment, wasn't there? Yeah. So I think the biggest trigger moment for me would have been my sister was expecting a child and it was her first child and it was a Sunday and something had happened. She had developed a bleed. She had suffered a bleed and an awful fright and I had to bring her up to the city and got it all checked out. Thankfully, it was all fine. But that to me was my rock bottom because I think I realized that life was really moving on without me and that when this child was born, it wouldn't know me as as the aunt that everybody else knew or I wouldn't be around. And quite frankly, I didn't want to be around. So then about two weeks later, um, it was kind of like, you know, silenced by the double blue tick. She would send me a WhatsApp and say, look, how are we getting on? Because on that night she'd approached me and just said, I'm sorry for pushing this on you, but I can't sleep I can't eat how am I meant to enjoy my pregnancy when I think my baby sister's going to go on me and I remember she said what can we make you what can we do to make you see what we can see and I was like I don't know chop it all off I have to do but at the time you know it was emotional it was awful and it was embarrassing that was the worst part because I had spent the whole day in the hospital and I had spent up and down to the shop in and out for cigarettes because I was terrified someone would ask me when I was due or what I was having. And at this stage, Carol, which I hadn't said in the first podcast, I hadn't had a period in about five years. So I was like, oh, nothing's happening here, lads. And like, literally, <laughs> please don't approach me. And I remember she kept texting me for like about two weeks. And then eventually she sent me a message on a Monday and said, look, it's the first Monday of February. Can you tense it? And the the what I feel was the moment was when I texted back and I said, no, I said, forget about me, move on. I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry for what I've done to ma'am and the rest of me. Um, but I can't fix this. And that was it. It was when I finally gave up, when I took the ownership. And within two hours, the start of my whole life started again. I was at the gym and I was I was at rock bottom and I was mortified and I hadn't showered in so long and everything. Like I think that's the side of um, obesity that it's just, not even obesity, but just being down in yourself. When you're just like, well, what's the point? I feel awful. I might as well not care about anything else. And I remember... I thought that was the worst day of my life. But in fact, it was probably one of the best days of my life because I finally admitted I needed a bit of a hand. And from there, I've just been getting legs up every so often. I'm like, help me. (laughs) Chat to me around the pandemic then, okay? So this whole big journey was kicking off, losing the the 100 pounds, aiming towards that. And then, of course, COVID kicked in and that threw everyone in terms of health and everyone in terms of challenges. How has it been for you? Um. The pandemic, I suppose, was like a lot of people were making kind of jokes with the COVID stone, but in my head, I was like, oh my God, that's double, that's double, and a little bit more. And it was just, I found it spiraled out of control. So on March the 15th, ironically now, it was my 13-year anniversary in Jacobs that weekend. And I was like, I'll get a Pandora bracelet or something. We all got left go. I was oh, like, of okay. Because you worked in a restaurant, of course, yeah. and when the restaurant was yeah. closed, people were like, oh, yeah. 
everybody was let go like for the moment and then when it all came back to normal so we all went on the pop payments and and I remember being like this is fine I'm going to be so productive I'm going to turn home into a boot camp I can do this but the truth was I wasn't able to because it was the first time in my life I was ever as alone as I felt like no family no friends no job and I was like what is going on and so I did I did um suffer badly I found myself getting very down because I started to kind of putting an unnecessary pressure on myself being like well I'm, I'm Trisha's transformation I should be able to do this and that's kind of silly because nobody was giving me that pressure but internally I felt like the pandemic kind of awoke my inner demon so but from there and what I figured out in all of it like I remember when I first met you it was all about the weight gain the weight loss and the number when I realized I was chasing something that was never going to be there unless I actually stopped reflected and looked at my journey so from there, I suppose there was a little bit of negativity came towards me and people were saying, well, we're going to call her out now. She looks pudgier and, you know, this one's a fat one. And, and all those words will still trigger you a little bit. And you're like, oh, I'm pain. But I look at everything now and I see that pandemic actually made me realize that I had, now I don't know how I didn't cop it already, Carla, but I had an eating disorder. I was like, that's not for me. I'm not that bad. That's for the other side of things. But in fact, I have a binge eating disorder and I kind of, I'm like, look at my label. I've letters after my name now, B.E.T. So from there, I went to therapy and I realized that I needed a bit of help with my head. And it was like the first session. Everything made sense to me. Every single thing in my life up until that moment, she had said to me, but you can't. She was like, well, I know what's wrong. And I was like, well, you don't. You barely know me. And I was crying. And she was like, you can't handle one emotion. And that's loneliness. And I was like, okay. And she said, but think about it. You were born into a pack of eight sisters. You always had somebody who had your back. You always had fun. You always had company. And your first job was as a chef in a team, in a brigade. So on March the 15th, everything, not even a hug from your mom, everything was pulled. She said, that's what happened. So then it just made it seem okay again, because I figured I'd learned something from it. I don't know, maybe I'm always pulling the positive out of things, but I think that life is so short that I'm like, I've got a second chance. I need to figure out when things go wrong, how can I refix them? And what kind of pressure does, I suppose, being an Instagram sensation is probably the right word to use. I look at your account, you know, you can see the, the level of support you get, the level of responses that you get. It's, it's off the charts. Does that bring pressure and does that add to the pressure uh, generally? No, I will tell you how it does add to the pressure. It's when I'm not looking after myself and I don't have boundaries up. So I get no, like you, I get so much support that I, if you'd have said it to me three years ago, I'd have thought you were laughing at me. Like people, the Transformers are actually the most supportive groups ever. You're up with, they're cheering, you're down with, they're cheering. It doesn't matter. They're like, they have a name. Just... I love this. The Transformers. <laughs> the Transformers are all going around facing a really cool group. I'm like, coolest group in the land. <laughs> but the only time that I feel the pressure is when I don't have the proper boundaries up and I'm not looking after myself. Because then what I will start to do is kind of listen to the negative and only focus on that. Whereas 99% of the year, I'm focused on the 99.9% and I'm delighted. So there's never any pressure from people going, you know, what, are you, what weight are you exactly? And I'm like, Jeez, I don't know. I don't know yet. I, I'm, I'm, you know, but in general, I wouldn't be getting any, it's not negative pressure. Um, because I think that everybody understands that it's a weight loss journey. It can be quite difficult. And people are just there for the kind of, there for the, the, the reality of it, you know. And one of the things I know for you that's important is that whole element of personal responsibility. And even in terms of going to therapy and re, you know, taking the responsibility on yourself to go there in terms of food, in terms of movement, that everyone 
if you want to make those changes, you need to take responsibility for the actions yeah. and the choices that you're making because that's the most important place to start. 100% because even once the kind of pandemic, the first lockdown finished, I was all like in, in a, a state of kind of anxiety and I was like, what, when I go back up to the city and people will see me. But then I realized, hang on a minute, I can fix this. I got myself before into this situation. I can fix it. So I kind of take as much ownership as I can within seconds that it's like, you know, every time you blame somebody, you're pointing one finger at someone and three back at yourself. And that really resonates with me because often I'd be like, well, it's my metabolism. And I'm like, well, no, it's not. It's, you know, you can you can get that active. So then in January of this year, I think I really just said, right, we're taking ownership. And I feel like it was nearly chapter three of the journey. And the weight that I gained in COVID, I got rid of it again. So by just kind of saying, because like without the gym and stuff, I was like, oh, it's going to be awful. I've always had personal training. I've always done weight training. And then I was like, hang on now, I have two working legs. I have a pair of runners. Get up out of bed and go for a walk. And I've took up walking since January and I absolutely love it. I feel like I don't do meditation. I, I'm not I'm not as calm yet for that. But I feel like <laughs> walking is my mindfulness when I'm out walking. So I take as much ownership as I can. If things are going wrong, if I feel like I'm bloated, I'm like, did you actually drink your water now or were you just thinking? You know, things like that. So I think it's incredibly important in a journey because eventually when you keep calling yourself out, you, you're okay with it. You're kind of like, oh no, that's where we're wrong because at the end of the day, none of us are perfect. We're going to keep going wrong and every so often. And I've kind of stopped with the unrealistic targets. I think I've removed those a little bit and I've just small little stepping stones and because sometimes that pressure can be too much that I kind of just go now with the with a little few stepping stones and I keep thinking of a ladder. I'm like, you don't want to go to the top of the ladder because if you fall off, it's a huge bang. Whereas now I just have a little step ladder and every day I get up on it, I'm like, right, get back down and reset and go again. And that kind of brings me to my next question, which was overcoming kind of failure is the wrong word, but bumps along the way and how to get around that. And I suppose you've, you've begun to answer it there, which is, the, you know, breaking it down into small steps, reflecting a little bit on what you've done right, what you haven't done right, and then making a very tangible uh stepping stone approach to getting back on track and you know for people listening in it is normal to fall off the wagon every now and again and if you were if you didn't it'd be very strange but it's how you get back on track is really important yeah and i think if i last week in the pandemic i'd be like they'd be worried i was sick or something so i was like <laughs> i better do it for the nation i'm only joking but i think that's i think that's where i think when you start a weight loss journey it is so easy once you get past the first two or three weeks, you really feel like you have it and this is it. Your whole life is gone. And that's a wonderful way. Keep picking yourself up. But I also think you need to kind of have a little bit of a background voice going, something's going to happen. Something might trigger you. You're not, you know, it, it doesn't instantly go away your urge to maybe overeat or to kind of, you know, self-sabotage or you know, if you have a two or three glasses of wine on a Saturday night, you don't start for six months. You know, th those kind of things are normal. So what I would say is expect failure and embrace it. But don't call it failure. Just be like, this is life. Life life happens. But I think if you become, what I became for a little bit was maybe slightly obsessed. And I, I was like, well, I can't fail because I've started this now and this is who I am. But I think, and then that's when, when I would fail, I would hit hard. So now it's kind of like, you know what? I, I kind of ask myself two questions all the time. Like, do I want this now? And am I going to enjoy it? Because if you're not going to enjoy the, it's not the glass of wine, which is the problem. I think it's all about the emotions and your mindset. Because a lot of time when you see, you know, if you go off track, you're like, oh, look at the bad food she's eating. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, 
Supermax doesn't have an AK-47 and an Apple doesn't have a halo. It's all about the emotions that we put with it and, and the guilt and the shame. And, and I just think that people need to realise that everybody does it. Everybody overeats something and hides the wrapper. Everybody does it. But I think the more we accept it and realise it and go, next time maybe I might can get the five ice creams, I'll go for two. Yeah, having a little bit of balance. Okay, everyone loves a good takeaway every now and again. It's it's balance, and it's going to be it'd be very very strange if you didn't, folks. As ever, you're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Lay Healthcare. We're picking up tips, tools, tricks from the amazing Trisha Lewis, all the way from Cork. So, um, I've got an interesting question for you now. I think, which is that if an amazing growth as a person, uh, as a brand, I suppose, also over the course of the last say two and a half years since we last spoke, what's been the the best bit? of all of that? What's been the highlight if you were to pick one? I know you're asking people to pick one thing's a horrible question, but I think people listening will be real, and I myself am really interested in, of that growth, so it's, you know, 200,000 Instagram followers, the brand, the book, the last book was a bestseller, the next book I'm sure is going to be a bestseller as well. You've been on national radio, national television, you know, you've done so much uh, stuff. What's been the best bit or the highlight of the whole thing. I'm going to ask you the, the reverse of this, obviously yeah. afterwards as well, but what, what's been the best bit? Being me. Does that make sense? I feel like for the first time ever in my entire life, I am who I am, and that's it, and I love that. And I know you can give me all the books in the world, you can give me all the television, radio, podcast appearances, all of those, but if I'm not happy, none of it matters. And I find that what I do in my day-to-day life I don't need material things to be happy anymore. I don't need to buy something to feel happy. I don't need to have a new car to feel happy. I feel happy as I am. And I know that sounds a bit kind of, a bit maybe I don't know, airy fairy or something, but I often used to dream what it would be like to be happy again. And honestly, it's so lovely that it's just balanced. I'm not up nor down and I just live my life. I feel like a normal woman. I think that's my favorite part of it all. Um, to know, like, it's just a random one, but I don't think material things. I often thought if I won the lotto, I would be so happy. I always was like, well, I could change my life then, and I could get this, and I could get that, and I get this. Uh, to be honest, I won the lottery of life. I just feel like I'm well able to walk. I'm well able to, I don't smoke anymore, and I just feel normal. I feel normal, if that makes sense. And anyone who's listening that might have weight will understand that. You feel so abnormal. You feel everybody's looking at you. You feel everybody's judging you. And you feel like the next corner you turn, someone's there with a weapon of words and they're going to attack you. And they're going to tell you exactly what you believe you are. And I think that's what I love the most. And if, if a weapon of words come at me, I'm like, bounce, grand. I know who I am. I think it's important to say that uh, and it's something uh, on a personal level, I'm kind of researching and, and trying to look into more at the moment, which is that, you know, weight as a word has almost become a taboo word to talk about. And, you know, people talk about weight loss. Weight loss is not necessarily for aesthetic reasons, but it's for the the wellness associated with that in terms of being able to live your life in terms of how you feel on a mental health perspective of how you move, of giving you an ability to be able to to live and improve your quality of life. And for you, getting fit has very much been been an enabler for you to do that. And you've had an amazing weight loss, but it's not so much about that now, or it doesn't seem to be. It's that it, it's a way to enable a better quality of life, a happier mood, and a, you know, a, a happier yeah. person. And yes, I would say that it has transitioned a little bit towards that because I think the, when I realized I have another about six, six and a half stone to go, and that's going to take a lot longer than the first six and a half stone. So I'm going to get incredibly frustrated and incredibly annoyed with myself if, trying to get at it 
Whereas along the way, I've realized that, oh, yes, I've, I've lost weight, but I've also gained happiness. So I'm kind of chasing both angles. I'm always conscious that for my heart, for my health, for everything, it needs to come down. But simple things like being able to tie my shoelaces, put on a bra and move. And, you know, if I have to run upstairs and get something now, I don't talk to you about stairs because I've had an injury for the first time ever since last weekend. So we were going like to we're, 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 we're get to that. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, tell, my God, tell, it was awful. Tell us what happened. I slipped down a flight of stairs and I swear to God, I am never, I'll build a bungalow when I'm building a house. It was single-handedly the most terrifying thing because I wouldn't have great balance anyway. Like if I'm on the tube going down in London, I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. And there's a queue of people behind me going, would you just stick to the left? I'm like, well, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm all vertigo. So I was to put my first foot on the stairs and I missed it from the top and injured my shoulder and sprained my thumb and got, um, concussion and I thought before concussion oh you'll be fine it's a bit of a knock today it was awful and I feel like I had therapy as well this morning because I was like I need to get myself right because I spent seven days on bed rest and I absolutely hated every second of it but I was talking to my therapist this morning she was saying well that's a little bit of PTSD for what you would have lived your life before and that's how I lived my life I would have went to work went into bed and stayed there for 12, 13 hours. And that's what was kind of bothering me all, all week. So that's why I find therapy very helpful because she tells me exactly what I feel. I'm like, okay, great, thanks. And it, and it is great to see more and more people discuss therapy and talk about therapy as a, not even as a coping mechanism, but just it's good and it's good to talk. For men, for women, young, old, it doesn't really matter. Don't, if you are struggling with any aspect of life, go and talk to somebody because it will really help. 100% and like majority of the sessions are just chats exactly like this and when you come away you're like oh whew, that's a little bit better it doesn't all have to be dramatized and crying and stuff but I really feel what I've learned from therapy is boundaries and self-respect that little bit more and realizing that everybody everybody feels this way at some stage so you don't feel as alone as alone in your loneliness if that makes sense so I what that they're the main things that I'm loving now I just the injury I think if anybody is suffering an injury right now it is so hard but just remember you can control you can manage other things in your life you know at the moment just rest and recover but I, all week I was like ringing my doctor being like do you think I'm better yet <laughs> and you mentioned boundaries there so I, I'm going to tie that together with the with, with the ability of learning to say no presumably and creating those boundaries and is that a really important thing for people to, to, to as a skill for health to, to gain it is. Well, for me personally, I am awful at it. I have no boundaries. I never really say no. And it's something I'm really, really learning. I would have what they would say disease to please. If, if I feel like it will it will kind of help you and, and it might help me, I'll do it. You know, if I have a gym session, if someone asks me to pick something up, I'd be like, yeah, I'll get you done first. And I never realized how bad it was until I was talking to my sister. And she was like, yeah, just make sure now we start putting yourself first in now and getting the nose out there. And I was like, Come here, I'm always doing that. I'm like, I'm the most selfish person ever. And she was like, Trisha, when I broke up with my boyfriend, you gained two stone. I was like, Great. <laughs> <laughs> so I seem to take on everybody's problems and I don't really have, like I have them now and I think they're the best things ever to implement. So if you feel that you don't have boundaries and you're that person that says yes the whole time, chance to know every so often because it's actually so refreshing. You realize how much time you actually have. And when you say yes, it's because you want to, not because you think you should. So I think, and a lot of people, when they hear the word no, have no problem with it because they have their own boundaries that so they understand. Whereas in my head, I'd be like, oh, no, 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 sure, look, they'd be cross at that. Like, so like even last Friday, I was struggling, tears. There was, it was the downest I'd felt in a long time. And I had a photo shoot for a front cover of a magazine, a first for me, a dream. 
for this Friday and I just had to send the email. I was like, I don't think I can do it because I can barely walk. I just, I don't feel right. And they were like, no problem. But I had spent two days overthinking it, saying I'd be mocked, Joe, what? this is all wrong. But I think setting boundaries up and realizing you'll know when the boundary has been stepped over. You'll feel it. You know exactly when someone has gone that bit too far or if someone is always taken from you, you can just simply say no. And if they react in a way that doesn't like respect your boundaries, well, then it's kind of feedback for you to go, right, do I need to step back a little bit and kind of cocoon myself and get a bit of you know protection around you? Because no one's going to look after your boundaries, only yourself. What's been the toughest experience of the last two and a half years or so? Um, in the same breath, I would say a little bit online, sometimes getting, um, I suppose, getting criticism that I would have already spoke about in my head already, you know. So I suppose I suppose the best thing about my life as well can be Instagram, the opportunities, everything, everything. But I, I'm still Trish. I'm still Trish that's at home. And oh, it sounds so cringe. I'm still Ginny from the block. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. But you know what I mean? I still... Just because sometimes I think people might forget if you were high following, you might think you have a high knowledge in something. I haven't a clue to tell you about calories. I haven't a clue to tell you what you should be walking or what you should be exercising. All of you guys are experts on that. So I think sometimes when, you know, maybe people might get a bit angry with that side of things, that can kind of catch me or, you know, people might turn that you might reply as much and, and then they're kind of giving you tongue lashings but I always have to remember that my mom said a very very good saying to me one day I was quite upset I was like oh my god this was wrote about me and yeah they're right I am this you know I am overweight I am uh, like whatever it was a fraud I think they were calling me and she said Trisha are you honestly getting upset about that because if you put your bare ass outside the window don't get a shock when someone throws a slap off it she goes you're putting your life up online you have to realize these things happen now does that make it easier no but I think you get more used to it, which maybe that could be that. That's the hardest part sometimes. But what I do is I always kind of delete, move on, screenshot, and send it to my family and go, "Is this me?" And they're like, "No, that's that person." Move on. Okay, so surrounding yourself with a a group of people who will help you through kind of tough times. Obviously, the new book is out. Uh, it'll fly off the shelves. I've no doubt about it whatsoever. What does the future hold then? So, in you know, the hospitality industry shutting down was a huge shock and a huge change, I'm sure. What does the future look like now? Um, I don't, so I never went back to Jacob. So once the first lockdown was up, I made the decision not to go back. And I think they were all like, we're not surprised. We thought this was going to happen with a year. I was like, why didn't anyone warn me? Um, I, I, I don't know. Like I've launched my own cooking courses. I've books launched. I, I do carpet speaking. I have no idea because I feel like every week I wake up like, it's, it's terrifying being self-employed. I've never had to do this my entire life. So I'm like, I don't know what's happening. But I think every week I wake up, I dream a new dream. And I'm like, oh, I could do that. I feel like anything is achievable. Once I get the foundations of my life right, which is my sleep, my nutrition, my water, and my exercise. Once I do the four of them, the world is my oyster. If I mess up with any of them, negativity kind of gets into my head. So who knows? Who, like, I don't know, maybe a cooking school. I have no idea. But something will be happening. But I'll figure it out as I go. As long as I'm happy and healthy, I'm okay. Well, as ever, when you do figure it out, come back on the show and tell us all about it. We'd be delighted to listen and to help you on your way. Trisha Lewis, it's been wonderful to get to chat to you. The last time we, we, we spoke, you had this huge goal on your head. It was £100. It was a big number. 
It was an obsession. I have a big number this year now. I have 60 pounds to get rid of. And I have 29 of them gone. So we've another 31 to go. I still have my big numbers, but I break them down. Yeah, well, you're a woman with a target, which is fantastic. But there's a huge difference in the conversation that we've had today versus the conversation that we had two and a half years ago. There's a sense of balance. There's a sense of awareness. There's all the work that you've done. You can really see it shining through. And it is wonderful to see. Remind us again at the name of the book. The name of the book is The 21 Day Reset. So it's packed full of recipes and they're all calorie macro counted. And it's just my guide that if you fall off the bandwagon to not give up, reflect, reset, get over it and move on. Amazing. Trisha Lewis, it's been wonderful getting to chat to you again and hopefully we'll hook up in person very, very soon. Folks, that's it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode as ever. Don't forget to rate and review. Every single rating and review on Apple Podcasts makes an absolute huge difference to everything that we do. We'll see you next week for more Real Health. Between now and then, have a great week. We'll see you soon. Slong the folks. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.